A little cushion for Jefferson Forest, 17 to nothing over Brookville as we get ready for the start of the second half and Coach Kennedy's keys to the second half. One more point of emphasis, by the way, when it was 14 nothing and Brookville finally got going offensively, they actually had a chance in the early second quarter on a fourth down pass play to the back corner of the end zone, but the pass went in and out of the arms of David Schmidt, the intended Brookville receiver who couldn't quite get his hands together to pull that ball in. If he has it, it's a 14 to seven game in all likelihood. And the complexion of that second quarter might've changed quite drastically coach. Instead, JF still in a dog fight, but they do have a little bit of a cushion. Well, I tell you what, you know, I was thinking about that. You know, the defense right now is on a 10 quarter run of no scoring. And that would have broken that if he would have brought that in right now. And that really might've changed the outlook of that first half a little bit and really made Brookville in a better position now in these next two quarters. As it stands right now, JF will get the ball to start the second half as they won the opening coin toss and defer their option to the second half. And they've got Raquan Blake back deep as of now. He might be joined by Cameron Parker and Jamarcus Johnson, though they are both up around the 30, bracing for a potential short kick from Brookville. Well, usually when you line up like that with everybody up, you're anticipating some type of just high pooch kick, which usually if your kicker cannot get it in the end zone, uh, that's what you either want to do or you want a hard squib on the ground. So we're anticipating that potentially out of this Brookville kicker here, number 30. Trey Davis has it teed up at the 40-yard line, and he's actually looking over toward the Brookville sideline like he might actually just go for an onside kick straight up to start this second half. Cavaliers, as you mentioned a moment ago, Coach, bracing for that possibility. It's a line drive kick. It goes over toward the Brookville sideline, and it's picked up 35 going backwards and actually wrestled down at about the 30. Maybe the 29 was Cameron Parker. Still good field position for JF. Excuse me, Damian Williams on the far side. He fielded that kick, but it's a loss of five, so not as good of a field position start for the Cavaliers four seconds into this second half. Coach, your keys to the second half. Well, the keys to the second half are – Again, defensively, the JF Cavaliers need to keep doing what they've done for the last 10 quarters, and that's just buckling down, making plays up front, linebackers flowing to the football. And offensively, the Cavaliers need to try to figure out how to get off some of this pressure of the eight, nine guys packed in the box stop to run. Brookville doing that again, and JF with a QB keeper to Bell up to the 34, and he's hit there. They'll give him forward progress to the 35. And if you're JF... They've done a good job of that, albeit not as much tonight, Coach, of just taking these four- to five-yard chunks. And you know, the Salem Spartans back in the day, that's how they made a living as a program going for that. And if your JF takes discipline, but if they stick with that, it should be effective. Well, and they, and they will. And, again, now they're outside stuff now. They had a couple good outside rocket sweeps. Uh, but, again, overall, Brookville really shut that down. Most of the second quarter, they were not able to get outside. Ball spotted left hash mark. JF working left to right toward the Sabre Stadium scoreboard here in this third quarter. About a minute gone by. Shotgun snap and a handoff. Breaking open, cooling. 40 past the 45 and inside Brookville territory. He's brought down in the 48. A good hole opened up there by the interior of that JF offensive line. We did not see that much in the first half. These gaping holes to which we've grown accustomed to seeing in Jefferson Forest. Cavalier football presented by Trostlaw.com. But Jefferson Forrest showing that sign again a moment ago. Well, I tell you, that, that was a little different look right there. 
Uh, Wrigley Cowling right there taking that on, on just a handoff. No lead blocker, almost like a quick dive. And he was able to hit one of the gaps. Outside linebackers went outside. Nobody was in the B gap when he hit it. Ball on the left hash mark at the Brickville 48. Shotgun snap coming to Bell. He'll give to the man in motion and a spinning move. As it looked like Damian Williams was the one to get down to the 45. Three-yard pickup for JF. Second and seven coming up. JF's doing what they want to do right now, coming out there, moving the ball. They're they're back to getting a little bit of push here on this front line. Even though Brookville has so many guys in the box right now, they're finding some better ways to get some openings right there and get some positive yards on every play, which so far we have seen that. It was Cameron Parker on that most recent carry. So it's second down and seven at the 45 of Brookville for JF. Calling to the right of Bell, who calls for the shotgun snap. Takes it, hands off to Wrigley Calling. Left side, hit 39, or 44, excuse me. Pushed back, gains one. Third and about six coming up for JF. Yeah, again, great job by the linebacker right there. He, he was the only one that wasn't blocked. Everybody else was covered up. They were engaged, and that opened it up for him to be able to shoot through right there and get Wrigley Cowling on that short run. Temperatures right around 50 degrees right now. They are dropping. It's kind of a damp chill in the air this evening here, and the leaves are starting to turn at Sabre Stadium. Cavaliers on the road the next two weeks, so by the time they come back for the playoffs, assuming they open up at home, there might not be any leaves on the trees. This time a snap, pitch over to the right side. Parker, 45, turns the corner, spins on a tackle, 40, 35, 30, breaks outside to the 25, 20. He's brought down inside the 20 at the 17-yard line on the near side numbers. Rocket sweep right was that play right there. And again, Brookvale trying to get people in position, but what the difference was this time was the blocking. The wingback was able to block the outside linebacker and the Number one receiver was able to block the corner who was in man coverage, and that gave him a seam to be able to hit the Jets and turn that into a big game. Cavaliers are in the red zone. They want the Impact Church end zone up 17-0, three minutes into this third quarter. Shotgun snap to Bell, keeps it himself, tries to hurdle a man at the 15, and actually a good open field tackle there from Camden Brown, but it still is a solid gain. We'll give him about four down to the 14. Second down and a short six coming up for JF. Yeah, Josiah Bell. We, we talked about him as a runner, 6'4", 230. The advantage he has is going north and south. If he goes at all lateral, it's just too slow, and the defense can react and get to him. But when he goes north and south and gets that body lean, he's hard to bring down. He's always going to get positive yards. McClendon to the left and Hammersmith to the right. Probably a running play with the blocking wide receivers, and it is. Give left side, breaking a couple tackles at the – 13 and down to the 12 maybe the 11 on that carry it was ethan boone and he kind of ping-ponged his way down for a gain of a couple third and four on the horizon well what they're doing right now is again they got everybody covered up and they're they're trying to blitz those outside linebackers off the edge there's nobody to block them right there they're trying to come in and, and any play that's slow developing they're trying to catch it from behind and that's really what happened right there. He got caught from behind on the line of scrimmage. So third and four for JF, 7.35 to go in the third quarter. Cavaliers have possessed the ball since the start of this. In motion now, and it's a snap. Bell fakes the handoff, keeps it himself to the 10, barrels his way inside the eight, down to the seven, and I'll give him the six. It's enough for a Cavalier first down. 
I tell you what, Josiah Bell running off the left tackle right there. And the advantage they have to that when they're running directly with Wrigley Cowling as his lead blocker. Wrigley Cowling is able to block the linebacker. Everybody else is engaged, and that's exactly what happened for that big push to get that first down. 7-13 remaining here in the third quarter. It's 17-0 Jefferson Forest. Didn't feel like they were in a commanding position in the first half. They're trying to assert themselves that way here in the second. In motion, this time it's a pitch over to the left side, stopping at the 10. Williams slips a tackle to the 5. He bangs his way into the impact church end zone for the JF touchdown. Damian Williams, again, Brookfield knows what's coming. They know they're going to run that outside with the rocket sweep right there. And again, it's the blocking that's making that play happen. It's the wing being able to block the outside linebacker. It's the number one receiver blocking the corner. And then the, the running back, and that time, number 20 right there was able to block the safety. When those three get blocked, that play's going every time. McClendon on to attempt the point after. Waiting for the snap or the Cavaliers. It's perfect. So, too, is the hold and the kick from McClendon right down the middle as the JF Cavaliers on the opening drive of the third quarter find the impact church end zone and boost that advantage to 24-zip over Brookville. 6.53 to go in the third quarter of JF Cavalier football presented by Trostwall.com. It seems like the cost of everything is on the rise, but Erie Insurance can help make sure your auto insurance premium isn't one of them. Avoid rate increases with Erie Rate Lock. Even if you have a claim, your rates won't go up until you change your car, driver, or address. Your local Erie agent is Andy Matthews Insurance Agency. Visit us at askandysagents.com. Erie Rate Lock is not available in all states. Other conditions and limitations at erieinsurance.com. Go to erieinsurance.com for company licensure and product details. As a privately owned nonprofit organization, the Forest Youth Athletic Association thrives off volunteers. Volunteering with the FYAA ensures children throughout the Forest community have a local place to participate in sports like wiffle ball, t-ball, baseball, softball, lacrosse, soccer, football, flag football, basketball, and cheer. FYAA depends on volunteers and needs your support, whether that's volunteering your time, money, resources, or a combination of your gifts. Visit forestyouth.org to learn more about how you can support FYAA. Welcome back to Jefferson Forest Cavalier Football, presented by Trost Ball. Right hash marks at the 10, 15, 20, and he's brought down right around the 25, and this may go backwards as there is a flag thrown from the near side judge to about the 34. Well, 99% of the time out of kickoff, it's going to be against kickoff team, or the uh, receiving team blocking in the back or holding. 24-0, Jefferson Forest on top against Brookville, and all it took was that drive to start the second half. And they talk about the middle eight, the last four of the first half, the first four of the second. Cavaliers held that edge 10 to nothing over Brookville, and it's helped them get a cushion of 24-0 in what felt like was a pretty close game to that point. Well, again, that's exactly what you want to do right there, coming out. Uh, and, and show your offense. Yeah, obviously, they made some adjustments. They talked about some things that needed to fix on at the halftime, and they came out and did that, that first series, being able to put it in the zone, running their same plays they ran the first half. So, Brookfield back to work on offense. McDaniel, the sophomore signal caller, lines up under center with a man in motion. It's a give to Whitelaw off the right side of the line. 20 stops at the 25, and he stutter steps to the Brookville bench. 
And it was J David Bradley, excuse me, on the carry, not Jordan Whitelaw. And Bradley gets a gain of 11 to move the sticks for Brookville, trailing 24 nothing. 640 to go third quarter. Yeah, power off tackle right there. Again, they had to unbalance line to that side. They went ahead and shifted over to that and then ran it off tackle. Like he was able to find an open seam right the there. Big, big positive game, big positive run right there on there that play. Trailing 14-0 in the first quarter. Brookville needed a defensive stand and got it. Now they're down 24-0. They need points. Will they find it? They're trying as they hand off and bouncing out to the right side. Again, it was Bradley again on that carry as he bounced out to the far side. Gains about eight, needed 10. Second down, and we'll actually call it three coming up as they spot it back at the 36. Yeah, seven-yard run right there. JF did a better job outside linebacker, did a better job coming up plugging, but again, he was able to bounce it outside. We're not getting the, the help outside uh, from the corner or the safety coming over. Shotgun snap coming to McDaniel. This time a direct snap to Bradley. Did not fool JF, but he still fights his way forward back toward the first down marker. He stopped about a yard shy, but give Bradley credit there. For Brookville, it may not be the most flashy offense, but as we've seen many years before with John Meeks, they've got enough speed and they have enough power and they can often blend it together as they do there. get another set of downs right here if they can push this one yard and they do snap shotgun and up to the 40 yard line was mcdaniel needed about a yard yard and a half he got two first down for brookville quarterback sneak right there that's the go-to play right now anything fourth and one obviously that's the best play you can do minimal opportunities for mistakes right there just let your quarterback take that and just dive into a gap or a seam where he can just get that fall forward yard. 5.40 to go in the third quarter of Jefferson Forest Cavalier football presented by Trostball.com. Brookville trailing 24-0. They're on the move at their own 40. They have a 3-4 and four mark on the year, 2-2 two and two in Seminole District play. You're kind of at that crux point of the year looking to round it out with momentum and a potential playoff berth. Shotgun snap to McDaniel, takes it, looks left, drop back. He's hit as he throws, and the pass bounces harmlessly into the field turf at the 45. Incomplete, Wrigley Calling was there, and he just blasted McDaniel. That's not intentional grounding because the hit altered the throw. Well, again, Wrigley Calling coming off the edge right there. He, his speed, his explosive speed getting around the tackles is unbelievable. We saw that last week against EC Glass. He had the exact same play. Off the tackle, around the end, sacks the quarterback. Uh, that's what he's doing right now from that right defensive end spot. Second and 10 coming up for Brookville. Cavaliers are in a spot where they can afford to take some chances to the backfield. Up 24-0. Clock should be stopped, and the referees finally catch that at the 439 mark of the third quarter. That clock should read somewhere in the neighborhood of probably about 450 as the clock just kept moving off the incomplete pass. Yeah, going back to that last play right there, Wrigley Colling, uh, he is a junior. He's one of their strongest players on the team in the weight room, and he can just flat motor right there. And he's got such a great get off on the ball. That left tackle never even had a chance. I don't even know if he got a hand on him before he was able to get upfield and get around him and no chance to get that ball off on that throw. 5.15 is what the clock is now going to read as it should. That was where it was after the incomplete pass, thanks to the 
hit by Wrigley calling on Logan McDaniel's pass attempt on first and 10. So second and 10 coming up for Brookville at the, the 40, their own 40. Close, but not quite at midfield. Give to McDaniel. And no going as he tries to bounce off the right side of the line. Good job by the Cavaliers just to pile up on the far side as Devin Parks and Ethan Boone were in on the stop for JF. But Brighton Witt, as we've mentioned his name a number of times, helping to create that hole. He and Slate Kazee on the right side of the line of scrimmage. Yeah, third long right here, third and eight right now. Great job by the defense. They were able to stop that power off tackle play, which has been uh, successful at times for the Brookville Bees, but the defense got a big play right here. Let's see what the front line can do on getting some pressure. McDaniel awaits the shotgun snap. He takes it, fakes the handoff. That will step up. He has an open lane at the 45, past midfield, first down for Brookville as he's hit from behind and brought down at the JF 45. Credit there, 13-yard pickup for Logan McDaniel on third down and eight, and he moves the chains for Brookville. It's a slower developing drive right now. They trail 24 0, 427 to go in the third quarter, but they are on the move as they've done a couple of times recently here in this game. Well, big play right there for the quarterback looking to make a pass. Nobody was open. He saw that lane right up the middle. I was able to use his speed and athleticism to make a good run, get the yards he needed for that first down. Ball right hash mark at the JF 45 for Brookville. The shotgun snap direct to Whitelaw. Stutter steps now sprints ahead to the 43 and gains two. Whitelaw waited for the hole to open. Not much developing there. And give JF some credit. Uh, the misdirection has still fooled them at times, but they've been much more stout on the defensive front this half than they were from the mid-first quarter to the end of the first half. Well, I tell you, that, that power run that they're doing right and left is really just zone blocking. Everybody's just picking their outside zone and blocking that man. And the, the running back has the option to find the first daylight and seam and cut it. Logan McDaniel, a shotgun snap. Line gets punched up tight. Now it's direct off to the right side, Bradley. And he bounces down to the 39. Maybe got an extra yard or two on the spot. As they'll give him the 39. Looked like he was stood up at about the 40. But either way, it'll be third down. And either way, that clock is still moving as it'll now likely go inside the three-minute mark of the first half, or the third quarter, excuse me, 24-0 JF leading Brookville. Well, what we're seeing here with the Brookville offense right now, they're, they're not showing any type of quick scoring, explosive type offense now. This is just going to burn and burn and burn the clock, and they're already down by over three scores. Yeah, they're at the max of three. Three touchdowns and two-point conversions will get to 24 points. Shotgun snap this time, Bradley. Fakes it out to the inside, now bounces out left wide, inside the 30, down to the 27, and it's another first down for Brookville. Gained about 12, and Brookville picks up another first down. Luke Hawkins on the stop most recently. Well, that was, a, again, a desperation third down play right there, and they're able to put it together, find the seam, a little cutback, a, a couple good blocks by the offensive line, was able to break him free to get to that first down marker and beyond. So, Brookville, they're in JF territory. It's a double reset now. Over to the right side of the line as Penix and Spino were both there. Snap, snap over to the right side. And resetting down to the 25 on that run of two. David Bradley on that carry, second and eight coming up. Short gain on that, only two yards right there. Again, JF overall is really doing a pretty solid job being able to come off blocks, have men at least in the in the right spots, and then it's just up to the Brookville running back to be able to make somebody block or 
uh, miss a tackle or break a tackle to even get some good positive yards. Inside two minutes to go in the third quarter, life doesn't give you a two-minute warning, which is why a term life insurance policy from the Andy Matthews Agency might be right for you. Timberlake Road, Lynchburg, Business 29, Madison Heights. Handoff, right left side, Bradley went right, now bounce left. 20, inside the 15, brought down inside the 10 on the left side of the line, but it may be coming back as a flag comes in near the line of scrimmage on an interior hold that might have sprung that open. Wow, that was a hold for sure right there. The, the tight end outside, uh, the wingman right there was holding the outside linebacker. He could not come off the block, and that was too easy to see because as he pulled away, you could see the jersey get pulled, uh, and the referee saw that. That's going to come back and cost him big. Flag was thrown at the 27, so it'll go back to the, excuse me, the 28, so it'll go back to the 38. It's a crucial 10-yard penalty for Brookville as it was thrown at the spot of the foul. And the referees are now trying to confer how downfield that throw might have been. And the chain gang just keeps moving back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, trying to reset. We'll just wait till they get this figured out because it seems like organizing things around my house with my five-year-old twins right now, it's somewhat of a fruitless endeavor. They'll spot at the 36-yard line on the left hash mark. So... Brookville needs to get to the JF 18, second down and 18 on the way. Logan McDaniel under center, snap, it's a play fake. He steps back, looks to the left, fires across the middle, and it's picked off. Threw it in double coverage, and it's intercepted. Stopping Parker, 30-yard line. Cuts back to the left sideline, sees a block in the 35-40. Opening past midfield as he's tripped up by the shoelaces at the Brookville 49. And Cam Parker on the return there, and that might squelch in the old Brookville as had a comeback here, trailing 24-0 and intercepted while on the move late in the third quarter. Well, Cameron Parker right there, big pickoff, better return. But here's what happened. They released the tight end. He went straight down the field. He was wide open for the first 10 or 15 yards, and the quarterback held the ball too long. And by the time he threw it, the safety saw it, came over, stood right there for the pickoff right there, had some block. Great return. Awesome job by the defense. Yeah, give Cameron Parker credit. They were in double coverage. That throw was thrown in. And you mentioned the tight end, the late coverage there. There was actually another man on the underneath route that was open near the first down marker. But the sophomore quarterback, McDaniel, did not read that correctly. Snap this time, and it's Bell on the inside give. Stood up at the line of scrimmage, and the number one priority for him, as it should be, is protecting the football because if things go according to plan for JF, this ball will be theirs to start the fourth quarter as we've got less than 60 seconds to go in the third on second and 10 coming up. i tell you what, quarterback, quarterback sneak right there, not even quarterback sneak, it's a, it's a, it's a drawn-up quarterback run what it is right there. And, and it, the front line of Brookville right now at times had looked good making that play. But again, everybody's covered up. they got linebackers. So everybody has to do their job, and there's not a lot of extra room in there to run. One receiver to each side for JF. They are the blocking wide receivers, Hammersmith and McClendon. Shotgun snap. It's a handoff and a stutter step at the 49. A flag comes in as well with an extra surge getting down to the 48. This may go backwards on that Cavalier carry across midfield as it looked like it was Damian Williams on that carry. And it'll be a hold on JF. Tell you, you know, Brookville's probably going to back them up because it's going to be 10 yards, but they're going to get a replay on that. If they decline it, it's basically a no game, but it makes it third down. So 
And the one potential case for declining it is one fewer play, but JF will have to go back 10 yards. Brookville accepts the penalty. 23 seconds to go, third quarter. Yeah, that's going to happen. That's going to make this play the last play of the, the quarter. They run, the, Assuming they run the football right here, that quarter is going to count down now, and they're going to still have the ball uh, to start that fourth quarter. And the thing is, is that ball was spotted and reset with 23 seconds, so JF could elect to not run a play at the end of the third quarter. Bell is seemingly given the indication. He went with a hard count, and the clock now reads five seconds to go in the third. And Bell's looking right at the scoreboard, and they will let this thing go down to zeros. After three, 24-0, JF leads Brickville right here on JF Cavalier Football, presented by Trostlaw.com. Trust. It's the core of who we are at Trost Law. Hi, I'm Randy Trost. Since we started fighting for our clients in 1982, one of our primary goals is earning your trust. We do that by taking the time to learn about your case and walking with you until you get the resolution you deserve. We enlist our decades of experience and array of resources to validate the trust you place in us. So call us today at 777-HURT and visit TrostLaw.com to trust us with your case. At our house, fall is a busy time. School's back, running kids to practice. It's a lot to keep up with. That's why we love Perry and Woolwine Family Dentistry. They're family-owned and family-focused, specializing in general and family dentistry with unique skills for restorative dentistry when, well, the unexpected happens. They took care of me as a kid. Now they're taking care of me and my kids. Perry and Woolwine Family Dentistry, 2229 Mural Road, Lynchburg. Welcome back to Jefferson Forest Cavalier Football, presented by Trost Law. 